Fort Worth. Co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And we're live again from the beautiful Oasis of the Seas, wrapping up our 2022 sailing of our Good News Marriage Cruise, charting a joyful course for your marriage. It wraps up actually on Sunday, January 16th, and we have a great lineup for you today. Yesterday, we also did the show live here, thanks to Steve Clark, our operations manager from Ave, who's in the house, and Andrew Kruchek, my wonderful producer, who's back home. And it's been a great week. We've uh, done two live shows. Dr. Ray Grundy's also gone live from here as well. And our friend, Father Joe Krupp from the Diocese of Lansing, Michigan, has done his podcast here. So there's been a lot of great communication going on, and hopefully a lot of great communication going on between the couples that are enjoying this beautiful cruise. Coming up on the show today, very excited to speak with Doug Keck. As always, on Fridays, he gives us insights regarding what's happening, the inside world, and all the beautiful activities of EWTN and their coverage of various events. We have the March for Life that is coming live to you next week, and I'm so excited to be a part of it. Thanks be to God. Uh, God willing, I'll be there next Friday reporting live from uh, the mall and interviewing many of you, I'm sure, who will be showing up and many other speakers that will be there as well, including Jeannie Mancini, Father Michael Schmitz, and so many others who will be joining us for EWTN coverage. But Doug will fill us in on all the details. So much work goes on behind the scenes at an event like that to really pull it off and it's incredible production and Doug will give us all the details then speaking of incredible productions and going on right here on the cruise ship can you imagine Steve when you and I first started in broadcasting that we could ever do something like this broadcast from a cruise ship or from Israel or from Italy it's pretty incredible in the 41 years that I've been in broadcasting how far technology has come it, tremendously. I mean, just as a, as a when I started, Teresa, I was still on the verge of you know cutting tape. Me too. To, me, uh, to me edit too. things. Yes, yes. And and now there are just so many things that we never thought that we could dream of actually right. doing because it would take several hours to do a day. We now do in just a couple of minutes. Right. And one of the biggest technology pieces is the thought that we could actually be in the middle of the Caribbean Sea or in the Gulf of Mexico, and be able to broadcast our show live and interact with calls. Uh, inside the United States. I, I mean, just absolutely impressed. And this little box here that we have from the manufacturer, when they first sold the idea of this, their picture to illustrate the advancement in technology was broadcasting from a hot air balloon. Really? That was, that was their shot to say, you can broadcast a radio show from a hot air balloon, and that's what got everybody hooked on on buying this very expensive product. But right, we, which is called a Comrex access unit. Yeah, that's yeah. the manufacturer. Right. It's, you know, if you can relate it to automobiles, you know, you can you know, have a Ford or a, or a General Motors or a Chrysler. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it works, and it's gotten better each and every single year, as, right. as you can imagine. Technology, the way podcasts are going out now, and 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 you know, at home broadcasts are being done with the with relative ease, and, and this is one of the gold standards that allows us to do such a thing from a cruise ship. Yeah, and you also have apps now that you can on, on your computer and on your phone that also enable it as well. That that we tried actually it worked just fine. I think we dropped out just once. We used the uh, Opal app, Comrex app from the computer when we went live from the breakers. So we are so 
excited to be here. This is our 2022, as I mentioned, Good News Marriage Cruise. Uh, we have Doug Keck coming up, and then Alan Sears is one of our speakers here on the cruise. He's coming up at the bottom of the hour, and boy, God's timing is always perfect. We had a big decision coming out from the Supreme Court saying no to those mandates and businesses with employees larger than 100 people uh, under their belts. So this is extremely important to talk about, and Alan also has a number of other lawsuits and issues that we're facing with this administration. He's going to bring us up to date, and we have a studio audience here this morning, so we'll take some questions if anyone has a question. I do, though, Steve, need to get to the weather because uh, there's a big storm not here on the ship or here in Mexico where we're at right now. We're actually uh, Costa Maya, Mexico, which isn't too far from Cozumel to give folks an idea of where we're at uh, in, in Mexico in the Caribbean. But there's a major storm that's hitting the United States today, and it's it's going to be pretty bad, so be careful out there. A fast-moving winter storm, and we'll have more on this in the news, will bring heavy accumulating snow, which may combine with gusty winds to produce hazardous travel across parts of the northern plains and upper Midwest into the mid-Mississippi Valley through tomorrow morning. The storm will then spread wintry precipitation. Yikes. From the southeast into the northeast U.S. this weekend, and into early next week. So I'm hoping that that will taper off before folks start traveling to the March for Life. Normally people start leaving. Uh, we're leaving on Wednesday. We get there Wednesday night. We have production meetings and whatnot. But most people start coming in on Thursday afternoon and, and Thursday evening. So safe travels for all. I hope to see you, God willing, a week from today at the March. In the meantime, we have a show to do, so let's get going. We are live from the Oasis of the Seas. It is five minutes past the hour. Let's see what's happening in and around the world on a Friday morning. Well, as we mentioned, Alan Sears will be discussing this in more detail. The U.S. Supreme Court is dealing a blow, a major blow, to the Biden administration by blocking enforcement of the vaccine mandate on large businesses. Republicans, Arizona Attorney General, saying the ruling is a mixed bag, however. On the one hand, we were pleased that the court did strike down the OSHA mandates, but it's also disappointing that they let those CMS mandates move forward. The 6-3 court majority arguing the business mandate is too broad. More than two dozen Republican-led states filed suit to block the mandate, which covered companies with 100 or more employees. Meantime, Justice is giving a green light to vaccine mandates for health care workers in facilities that receive federal funding. A 26-year-old woman, as Catholic News Agency explains, turning herself in on two charges related to some $10,000 in vandalism damage to Denver's Cathedral Basilica, of the Immaculate Conception. Madeline Ann Kramer facing one charge of criminal mischief and another of biased motivated crime in connection with an October 10th incident. Both the cathedral building itself and nearby statues were spray painted with numerous specific messages consistent with anti-Christian bias. And saying it stands firmly in support of legalized abortion, a Washington, D.C. restaurant has now canceled, as Catholic News Agency tells us, a pro-life group's booking for its annual March for Life breakfast. The group is Democrats for Life of America, and it scheduled the event at the K Street location of Busboys and Poets, that's a restaurant bookstore chain, and it was coinciding with, of course, the March for Life next week. Now, according to Democrats for Life, their press release, the restaurant said the cancellation came because guests of the restaurant reached out about the nature of the event. Busboys and Poets' decision came after Kirsten Day, the executive director of Democrats for Life, spoke with a restaurant manager. The Holy Father meeting yesterday with members of Catholic Action France, telling them the word of God is the blueprint for their ministry. As Lydia O'Kane tells us, the group has chosen the theme, Apostles Today. 
The Pope noted that when the disciples walk with Jesus, they begin by recalling the events they have experienced. Then they recognize the presence of God in those events. Finally, they act by returning to Jerusalem to announce the resurrection of Christ. Pope Francis then focused his attention on what he called three stages, see, judge, and act. Vedere, giudicare, agire. Seeing, said the Pope, is the first basic stage, which consists of stopping to observe the events that make up our lives. Stressing the importance of memory, Pope Francis dwelt on his encyclical Fratelli Tutti, which he said begins with a look at the sometimes worrying situation in our world. It may seem a little pessimistic, but it is necessary in order to move forward, he said. Focusing his attention on the second stage, to judge or discern, the Pope said that this is the moment in which we allow ourselves to be questioned and challenged. The key to this stage is the reference to sacred scripture. It is a matter of accepting that one's life is subjected to the scrutiny of the word of God, he explained. During his address, Pope Francis noted that Catholic action movements have developed in their history true synodal practices, especially in group life, which is the basis of their experience. He noted that the church as a whole is also engaged in a synodal process and that their contribution was needed. Arriving at the third stage, acting, the Pope described how the Gospel teaches that action should always have God's initiative. Pope Francis noted that the times we live in today are not the same as they were even a few years ago. Today, especially in Europe, he pointed out, those who attend Christian movements are more skeptical about institutions. They seek less demanding and more fleeting relationships. In conclusion, the Pope told the members of the movement that it was their mission as Catholic action to reach out to these people as they are, to make them grow in the love of Christ. Christ and their neighbor, and to lead them to a greater concrete commitment. I'm Lydia O'Kane. A proposal is being presented by the Florida State Senate that would prevent religious institutions from closing during emergencies. A Senate committee voting to support a measure to shield in-person religious services from being shut down because of emergency orders. That bill heading to the State Senate in Florida for a vote. The top Republican in the House defending his refusal to testify before the committee investigating last year's protest on the Capitol. Who was the first person to offer a bipartisan commission to look at that day? Was it me? I'll help you. The answer is yes. Nancy Pelosi waited four months. Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy telling reporters the committee is leading an investigation that is purely political. And the Republican National Committee is moving toward, as Lisa Taylor tells us, pulling out of presidential debates because they're very concerned by what they call a committee that is anything but bipartisan. The RNC is threatening to require Republican presidential candidates to sign pledges to not participate in debates sponsored by the commission. In a letter to the commission, the RNC is calling for a number of significant changes to its procedure. RNC chair Ronna McDaniel argued Republicans have lost faith in the commission as a truly fair and nonpartisan actor. It has been running presidential and vice presidential debates for more than three decades. Federal charges filed against four people arrested in connection with the shooting death of an off-duty Los Angeles police officer. The FBI believes the three men and a woman belong to the Florentia 13 street gang. It's a large multi-generational street gang that previously has been the subject of recent FBI investigations and federal prosecutions. 
They're accused of killing 27-year-old officer Fernando Arroyos during a robbery attempt on Monday night. Investigators say Arroyos and one of the suspects exchanged gunfire after the suspects took his two silver chains and wallet. Arroyos was house hunting with his girlfriend in South L.A. at the time. Because the feds are prosecuting the case, convictions could result in the death penalty for all four suspects. Trey Thomas tells us, as we mentioned earlier, a potential winter storm is primed to dump deep snow. And it's going to be some big problems, apparently, on dozens of states from the northern plains all the way to the deep south and then up to New England. Forecasters say up to a foot of snow will invade the eastern Dakotas, western Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, and possibly the Ozarks in Arkansas today. Cities including Minneapolis, Des Moines, St. Louis, and Kansas City are in the storm's path. Parts of the Carolinas and Virginia could get up to half an inch of ice, and Atlanta's nearly four-year run of no measurable snow could end today or Saturday. The storm will make a sharp turn to the north east Sunday into Monday. As much as a foot and a half of snow could pile up from northern Virginia up to Maine by Monday. Thousands of packages from Amazon and other retailers are being stolen from cargo containers near downtown Los Angeles. Television station KCAL taking footage of the Union Pacific tracks in the Lincoln Heights neighborhood there, showing the tracks littered with empty packages where thieves have been raiding cargo containers. The packages from Amazon and other companies being shipped to customers all over the nation. Union Pacific releasing a statement saying it is taking steps to address the criminal activity and is working with law enforcement as well. A water park built as the largest of its kind in the world is now on track to open on the Atlantic City boardwalk next year. Showboat Atlantic City owner Bart Blatstein spoke of a groundbreak spoke at a groundbreaking yesterday for the hundred million dollar year round Island Water Park. This will be Atlantic City's first year round resort, family resort, in the hundred and sixty eight years that Atlantic City has been here. The 103,000-square-foot Indar Park will be next to the hotel, featuring a retractable glass roof, water pools, a lazy shopping, and more. And Rory O'Neill tells us, despite some antitrust concerns, two TV providers are again discussing a potential merger. According to a New York Post exclusive, DirecTV and Dish Network are back at the bargaining table. The two companies tried to merge decades ago, but were blocked by the FCC and the Justice Department's antitrust division. DirecTV has more than 15 million customers, well off its peak of 25 million five years ago. Dish subscribers have fallen from 13 million to 8.4 million. I'm Rory O'Neill. And finally, in our new segment at 14 minutes past the hour on a Friday morning live from the beautiful Oasis of the Seas during the 2022 sailing of our Good News Marriage Cruise, the oldest church in Allentown, Pennsylvania, that also was well known for having hidden the Liberty Bell from the British during the Revolutionary War, is now being put up for sale. The governing body of Zion's reformed United Church of Christ voting to put the building on Hamilton Street up for sale in November. A news release from the pastor there citing declining membership and financial problems related to the pandemic as reasons for the sale. The church is on the National Register of Historic Places. Almost 16 minutes past the hour. It's a Friday morning. Again, we're live on the Oasis of the Seas, the Royal Caribbean beautiful, gigantic, humongous ship. This It's amazing this thing floats. I still can't believe how this thing actually floats on top of the ocean. It's a, it's, it's a miracle. It's an engineering amazement. 
Coming up, someone else who's also amazing is our own Doug Keck, who is our President and Chief Operating Officer, and he's going to fill us in on all the great coverage of the March for Life and also what else is coming up this month of January as we celebrate life in the church and beyond. We'll be right back, and we'll go to Birmingham, Alabama, our headquarters for EWTN. Stay tuned. We're live from the Oasis of the Seas. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Welcome back. Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. We are live from the Oasis of the Seas, a 2022 sailing, and many, many wonderful EWTN personalities joining us. Dr. Ray Garendi, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Father Leo Padlinghug, and many more. And it's a joy to be here, and it's also a joy every Friday to speak with the President and Chief Operating Officer of EWTN, Doug Keck, especially during the month of the March for Life and the month where we celebrate life, one of the months in the, in the church where we celebrate life in terms of specific events coming up. But, Doug, I'm so looking forward, and thanks again for asking me to be a part of the coverage next week. And I know prior to the March for Life, there are all kinds of events happening, correct? Absolutely. Uh, so we've got uh, cathedrals across America, a mass of the Americas live from Old St. Pat's coming up uh, tomorrow on Saturday. You can look forward to that. It's an interesting event. We also have uh, You Are Not Alone, the pro-life movement in a canceled culture, hosted by our friend from Canada, Kevin Dunn. That's coming up tomorrow as well. It's 8 p.m. Eastern time. We've got some other programs unplanned, a uh, documentary on the film, The 40 Days for Life Story, coming up on Tuesday. We've also got Fighting for Life, the story of Now versus Scheidler, uh, the great uh, pro-life warrior. Uh, that's on Thursday. And then, of course, we kick into uh, everything on Thursday, beginning with the National Prayer Vigil 
on Thursday into the Friday morning closing mass, and then, of course, the March for Life featuring the one and only Teresa Tamio. And then we've also gone on Saturday, the Walk for Life West Coast, One Life LA, and Pro-Life Mass from Los Angeles as well. Check out EW10.com for all of the specifics of all our great pro-life programming. So, Doug, let me ask you, because I think sometimes when folks watch TV, and this is the way it should be, everything, and we talk about this, and I like to emphasize this each time we talk about the market and so much expense on, on the network's part, uh, this, uh, there's a lot of planning that goes into this, especially to coverage something so massive. Could you kind of just give us a little background on how this all comes together? Oop, Doug, are you there? Oh, I think we lost Doug. Oh, my goodness. Well, we were just talking, Steve Clark, about technology and, and, and how great it works, and, and we, we lose Doug yet, but he's... We had to jinx. we were talking about and this is something they, they can um steve that you can relate to is we were talking about the fact that there was so much more that we can do now technology wise than we could years ago and similarly this takes place with of course uh doing something as massive as the march for life it is a absolutely huge event that takes over the course of many blocks i am here yeah okay continue uh, the, the, the march for life is a television and radio event that takes place over many you are a street reporter there mm -hmm. um, to be able to get a signal to follow you around and and have it be i mean there is just so many more things that you can do now today than you could do just 20 years ago and the more that we can do to help represent pro-life uh and, and other church issues i think it's a great thing and the more people that are able to donate to nonprofits like ave maria radio and ewtn uh the better we all often be able to keep up and, and do the things that other people are doing it, it, everyone who works behind the scenes, such as yourself, make it look so easy when, when it comes off on the air. I, I remember years ago when I was still working in, in Secular Media Channel 7, before we had wireless cameras, right? There was a movie called Up Close and Personal with Michelle Pfeiffer and Robert Redford. I don't know if you remember it, but she played a TV reporter and he played, you know, someone who helped her in career. And she was doing this, this live shot from inside a prison. And I was going crazy. My husband says, why are you watching this? It's just driving you nuts. Because at that time, the technology was not possible. She was going live, and there was a live truck out in the parking lot, but there was no connection. She didn't have any wires that were pulled. She didn't have any remote connection. All of a sudden, she's just live on the air on this TV station. But back then, this was in the late 90s, and the remote called Creative License. And, it, it, and it's funny that um, many of the new inventions that we see nowadays, you know, you can go back to the old sci-fi TV shows and movie films, and it's what was inspirational then. They said, can we make that a reality? I mean, you know, just a quick example. You know, in the, in the Star Trek series in the 80s, they would push a button on their lapel, mm -hmm. you know, a metal button, and they'd be able to talk to people 
we kind of have that now, but it's on a watch. On a watch, like a Dick Tracy you know, watch. You know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Even a better yeah. reference, and and you know, it's just a matter of the jewelry now that you're using. You can use a brooch, or you're mm-hmm. gonna, or you can use your wristwatch. And there are many other things they're trying to do that seems like you know that was science fiction on a science fiction movie, and there are more and more people who are enamored by that to say, hey, can we make that a reality? And they're working on it. And uh, this is this is ours. Being able to broadcast on a cruise ship. How important is it, do you think, because you and I both come to the secular media, for us to keep up with the technology, which lends to what you said earlier, how important it is for, for to support EW Channel and Ave Maria Radio and our affiliates around the country. You have to be able to keep up, because if you don't, then you're stuck in the older technology. And if you don't keep up, you can't keep up with the people that are doing new and creative things. And if you really are just lazy and can't don't want to keep up, eventually they stop making products that support the old way of doing things. You know, you, maybe people still like uh, Microsoft, uh, you know, XP, but none of the apps support through XP anymore. You have to move up to a Windows 7 or have to move up to a Windows 10. Uh, that's just the way things are. So you have to be able to keep up uh, so that you can... Uh, be able to do the things that you want mm-hmm. to be able to do and i'm i'm still learning today i was just talking to somebody out there in the hallway trying to troubleshoot a problem that was happening earlier this week and i said please write these notes down so that when i have another crew that may not be as knowledgeable as you are so that i can give them these hints to be able to solve any problems that would perhaps Recent? arrive being on a cruise ship Doug Keck is yeah. Doug Keck is back with us. I'm sorry, Doug, we lost you there earlier, but um, yeah. I didn't want to bring no, you back up. And if to, you can stay with uh, us, Steve we'll bring talk you. About technology. Go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I'll wait. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if you can hang with us another minute, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back, and, and we'll give you sure. the uh, bottom of the hour segment, because you got cut off in the middle of explaining the importance of what we're doing next Friday, and I know you'll appreciate our guest coming up after you. He's actually in the house with us. Uh, Alan Sears from Alliance Defending Freedom is going to be joining us for the rest of the show after we're, uh, we have our segment with you. So I'm going to ask folks to hang on. It's 25 minutes past the hour. This happens sometimes. We're live on a cruise ship. It can happen anywhere, but the fact that we can, as Steve said, and as Doug is mentioning, this advancement in technology that gives us the opportunity to bring you so many different experiences that we have in the Catholic faith, whether it be the March for Life, whether it be Father Mitch from the Holy Land, or whether it be Deacon Harold Berksivers from a conference, an EW10 event. We do our best to keep up with all of the technology to make sure you are connected to the church and beyond. So Doug Keck will be back with us. So we lost him. We want to bring him back to give us all the highlights for next week. And so thanks for staying tuned. More Catholic Connection coming up right after these messages. We're live from the Oasis of the Seas. Everyone said it would be quick and simple. I didn't go with her or try to stop her. She said it was her choice and her body. Look, I had other things to worry about. She didn't want to listen to me. I felt helpless. I didn't want to mess up all my plans. I gave up trying to change her mind. Are you a man suffering from a loss due to an abortion decision? If you are, you may feel alone. But you're not. There are people who understand and can help at projectjosephdallas.org. She said this was not going to affect me. Why am I still hurting? So much time has gone by and I still remember it. Don't suffer alone. Visit projectjosephdallas.org. A message from Project Joseph of Dallas, 
a ministry for men who have suffered the experience of abortion. Join us for the annual North Texas Mass March and Rally for Life on Saturday, January 15th, as we mark the 49th anniversary of the landmark Roe v. Wade decision that made abortion legal in the United States. A bilingual mass celebrated by Bishop Edward Burns will be offered at 10 a.m. at the Cathedral in downtown Dallas, followed by a peaceful march and rally outside the federal courthouse where Roe v. Wade was filed in 1970. For more information, visit NorthTexasMarchForLife.org. Have you ever asked, what does the Knights of Columbus have to offer me? There is something for every Catholic family. Being a Knight of Columbus can mean protection through our highly rated life insurance program. It could mean getting involved in your council and parish. It could mean doing more Catholic family activities through our domestic church initiatives. There is something for everyone. Knights of Columbus is the leader in building up our church, and every Catholic man 18 years or older should join today online at knights.net. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S. Welcome back. We're live from the Oasis of the Seas, our Good News Cruise 2022. And, and thanks be to God, Doug, uh, staying with us in technology sometimes. Uh, we have things that happen, but we are still live with you. Thanks be to God. And I know, Doug, there's a, a few items that we didn't get to because of our uh, broadcast interruption. You did want to mention some breaking news in the Catholic world, so please share that with us this morning. Yeah, last night uh, at about uh, 12.30 uh, a.m., 12.25 a.m., I'm assuming Eastern Time, um, got a message from John Henry Crosby, president and founder of the Hildebrand Project, that uh, Alice von Hildebrand had uh, gone home to the Lord. Uh, She died peacefully at home after a brief illness, and, of course, Alice has been uh, fairly you know, uh, debilitated for quite a while now with uh, her vision and also her hearing, and... uh, as they say here, Lily often heard, talked about the wick of her candle was growing ever shorter. Uh, and she yearned to see the face of our Lord, to be reunited, reunited, of course, with her husband, Dietrich, her parents, her dearest friend, Madeline Stebbins. And, uh, you know, of course, we, we pray for her uh, repose of her soul. And there'll be information coming about her funeral uh, in due course. So uh, people uh, could always go to the hildebrandproject.org, I'm sure, to get more information, of course. Uh, you know, what a wonderful, wonderful um, Catholic warrior and, and, and supreme lady of the faith. So, Yeah, absolutely. How old was she, Doug? Do we know? She was slightly older or younger than mother. They were born in the same year, so I think it was in like 20, 1923. So, uh, they, you know, she was quite up there, but very spry for many, many years, see, as you know. Yeah. I could just see her and Mother Angelica, right, in heaven right. before the Lord. So what a gift. <laughs> yeah, What a gift Alice uh, was uh, for so many of us. I had the opportunity to meet her when she spoke in the Archdiocese of Detroit. Mm-hmm. So may she rest in peace, and we're praying for the repose of her soul and also, for, of course, for her family right now. Uh, I did want you to go ahead and, and talk a little bit more, because I know we got cut off, unfortunately, about the big production next week, a week from today already, Doug, the March for Life. Right, absolutely, and, and as Steve was saying and talking about technology, and it has involved, evolved and allowed us to do more. And, and if, even if you look at kind of our coverage over the years evolving, as you know, Teresa, you know, first we started to, you know, we would cover we're covering the mass, and then we decided to cover the platform, and then we covered 
we started doing something very early on that Marcus was actually doing years ago with uh, some interviews mm -hmm. right after the mass and then uh, we started doing more stuff around the platform and then as you were talking about thanks to uh, technology and at the time we still had to have two separate trucks so we could be up further on the march location uh, right up towards the capital uh, but as technology uh, expanded and we also uh, were able to uh, put a camera uh, up high so we could see the march that great march shot and then with with the technology uh, the live view and the wireless technology you were talking about getting those front shots marching with the marchers getting up there at the supreme court building so uh, through that technology and the development of that technology which is incredibly flexible and also many times uh, cheaper to utilize and, and acquire, the, and then in the old days, it's really allowed us to give a, uh, you know, an organic perspective on the march itself. And I know the response to the march and the viewership is is huge, is it not? Absolutely, I've I've always felt that, and and I'm sure all of us at EW10 would say uh, the two great pillars of Mother Angelica were pro life and the Eucharist. So I mean that really is. The central theme, I think, and thread that runs through EW10, and which I think is, uh, you know, a great connection to our audience. Um, it's our own seamless garment uh, uh, running between those two. And uh, so, yeah, pro-lifers, I mean, we demonstrated that this was a vibrant, active movement. You weren't alone, as you would as we've talked for many years and by showcasing it i think we encourage people to go we encouraged other marches in other cities to expand like when we started covering san francisco and la one life la and then in other parts of the world like rome and, and munich and, and in the uk uh... A part of that was people saying hey if they can do it we can do it too in fact there was just that one in Chicago recently, uh, where there was a particular incident, but uh, there was a pro-life march there. And I think what's important as well is if, uh, obviously we know that uh, it was started many, many years ago by Nellie Gray, uh, this beautiful event, the March for Life, but I think the fact, Doug, that EW10 started covering it and, and making it an event in terms of putting it out there, you know, on the airwaves, that that truly influenced what was happening around the world. And this is why what EW Chan, Ave Maria, all of our affiliates do is so important, because when you put this out there, people, as you said, are encouraged, wow, maybe we can do something like this. Absolutely, and I think one of the great, uh, you know, things for EWTN, whether it's Catholic Radio in your car or EWTN in your, you know, you can take it with you now, as Steve was talking about technology, you know, it's on your phone, it's on your watch, um, you know, from Dick Tracy and Star Trek on, we're, we're now living it. But with that being the case, um, you can also participate, partake, and and do it in in your own private way. So that you know, it's a great opportunity for people who feel uh, maybe uh, you know attacked by the secular culture. It's a way for you to uh, realize there's an oasis. You're on the oasis. We always talked about EWTN being an oasis where you could deal all day with the battling, uh, you know, the secular culture, and come home and have this place where you realized I'm not alone I the things I believe are actually true and there's millions and millions of people who believe just like I do yeah do you think that there may be more attention to what we're doing and what the march is doing this year given the uh, what's happening with the Supreme Court what are your thoughts on that Doug 
Well, I think you're you're probably uh, correct on that. Um, you know, of course, uh, the attention may be uh, be be more slantedly, even more negative, or or people looking mm-hmm. for things to make it seem worse. Where I think they ignored it before, but now that it's a challenge, they have to attack it. It's kind of in some ways like Mother Angelica. Some of the people in the early days just tried to ignore her and then once it became impossible to ignore what she was saying and what she was doing through the network etc uh... then the attacks began so uh... i think you probably see sort of the same thing and it was interested i was going to say too i heard you talking a little bit about the 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 story um, in the usa today with uh, some negative comments uh, towards the administration which was a Not surprise and i was yeah. thinking mm-hmm. maybe that balanced out that pro uh, pedophile article that they were peddling uh uh last week so uh you know we have to be careful mm-hmm. with these outlets but i wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, moving from ignoring to attacking well, Doug, thank you again for the opportunity uh, to be on the air here at EWTN on the radio, but also to cover the March of Life. I love doing it and using the skills uh, that I've earned over the years to, to help people learn more about the pro-life movement. So the amazing work of EWTN and all the great people that line up to be interviewed. And we have a, a great pro-life warrior coming up next. You're very familiar with his work, and that's Alan yes, Sears from the absolutely. Alliance for Defending Freedom. Doug, you have a great weekend, and uh, too, we will uh, see you on the TV, Stay God safe. willing, a week from today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're counting on you. Take care. God bless. Okay. God bless. And we'll be right back live from the Oasis of the Seas. Alan Sears is in the house, and we're going to talk all faith issues, especially the mandate decision yesterday from the Supreme Court and other pressing issues that are being pushed upon us by a very unfriendly administration, even though the head of that administration claims to be a faithful, practicing Catholic. We pray for him, but there are a lot of problems coming out of the White House, and we're going to talk about some of those up next. We'll be right back. St. Bernard of Clairvaux Catholic Church in Dallas is hosting Purified, a life-changing event for families. The event takes place on Sunday, February 6th at 4.30 p.m. at the parish. Purified brings parents and teens ages 13 and up together to discover God's plan for love and opens up an opportunity for them to continue the discussion about this important topic at home. The evening includes a new version of Jason Everett's renowned talk, Love or Lust. The night includes Eucharistic adoration, praise and worship, and confession. To register, visit chastity.com. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. Hello, how would you like a chance to win a Mercedes-Benz? What's up with the accent, Dave? Oh, hey, Sissel. Just putting on a posh accent, because this year with the GRN, we're raffling off a pretty... Oh, you mean the 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250? That's right. And that all listeners need to do to get their tickets is to contact their general manager or visit grnonline.com forward slash raffle, and that all the funds raised go to the GRN. Tickets are only one for $25 or five for 100 Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I took over your spot again, didn't I? 
Well, it was probably for the best. Cheerio! The Guadalupe Radio Network is happy to welcome Pantigo Dental and Orthodontic Center as a new sponsor on KTH 910 AM. Dr. Wynn, a member of St. Vincent de Paul Parish in Arlington and his staff, offer a variety of services such as general and cosmetic dentistry, dental implants, braces, Invisalign, and laser pain relief for TMJ, TMD, and jaw pain. They can be reached at 817-274-1825. That's 817-274-1825. It's Pantigo Dental and Orthodontic Center. Wrapping up our show, and so excited to have Alan Sears with me this morning. He is one of our speakers on the Good News at Cruise 2022, actually addressing our group tomorrow. Uh, Alan, uh, thanks for the question has transitioned somewhat regarding Alliance uh, Defending Freedom. By the way, check out their great website, adflegal.org. What is your role now, specifically, I, I for an update? Well, I'm the founder of Alliance Defending Freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, spent 26 years working 100-hour weeks, as uh, probably all founders do, and I, I still serve on the uh, Alliance Defending Freedom uh, board. Foundation Board, foundation board. Yeah. and uh, still very involved in supporting the work of, of, the, uh, of, the, of the apostle at the ministry. So what you'll be talking about tomorrow is so much to address, I'm well, sure. Well, tomorrow I'm going to talk about what I really believe is the number one issue in this country right now regarding religious freedom, and that's the right of conscience. Uh, do we as Catholics, do people of faith, people even without faith, have the right to follow their conscience in the marketplace? And the uh, mandate decisions that came down yesterday strike right at the heart of uh, right of conscience. I mean, there, there are numerous issues in the cases. The first issue that we might want to talk about is constitutional order. Uh, you know, our, our founding... Uh, not under the rule of uh, popular... ...impose mandates on us. Uh, this is not a monarchy. This is a constitutional system, and uh, the Congress uh, is, is enabled by the Constitution to enact laws that are consistent with that, not in contravention of the Constitution and the rights enumerated there. And the Constitution, of course, was written with the concept of protecting our natural law rights. Uh, the founders of this country understood there was a law above the laws, and uh, there was a power above uh, the power of man, and any law of man's that violated the higher law was not considered to be a valid law. That was, that was the founding principle. We go back to the Declaration of Independence and uh, move forward. And actually what happened yesterday in the uh, National uh, Federa Federation of Independent Businesses case, where the court ruled 6-3, to three, striking down OSHA's attempt to overreach, is actually consistent with that founding principle in Philadelphia in 1776, Teresa. Yeah. Now, to me, this was a way, and even I think there is that, that famous text that went out, or infamous text, I should say, from that NBC anchor who was saying that the OSHA rules were a way for the White House to get around uh, the constitutional, you know, the, the, the constitutional issues. And then I think it was the White House chief of staff who actually retweeted that, and that was that, that actually caught a lot of people's attention last week, saying that they really believe that this is a way they could do an end run around our constitutional and our, and our conscience rights. Yeah, very simple. They, they did not have the votes. They didn't have the ability in Congress, with even the majority that they have in the House and with the, uh, uh, the even uh, 
tie in the Senate, they don't have the votes to change the law, so they simply decided to try to go around it with this. And, you know, through the years, we've had many people in different times and places in government who have imposed mandates, have done these things, and sometimes have gotten away with it. But I'm delighted with the literally hundreds of people that have awakened and brought lawsuits against this, uh, this mandate. Uh, one of the outcomes of yesterday, of course, this was a stay. Uh, the issue was an, an er, a lower court had entered what's called a stay or a, an order stopping the Biden administration from enforcing this rule against private employers. Now, with that stay upheld yesterday, this case will go back to the Sixth Circuit where all of the cases have been consolidated under the law that created OSHA or the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. All the cases will go back to the Sixth Circuit and they will be litigated in full. But what's very, very important to notice out of the decision yesterday, Teresa, is the Supreme Court ruled that it's highly unlikely that the administration will prevail in the cases below in showing that they have the power to do what they did. Because when Congress created the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, it was to protect people in the workplace and not in all aspects of society. And as the court clearly pointed yes, out yesterday... that point you're about to make is excellent. Please go ahead and make it. And the court it. pointed out yesterday that it this is a threat or a concern about every aspect of life it's it's uh, like so many other things in our lives it's not confined to the workplace and the ordering of a vaccine the mandating of taking of a vaccine is not something that can stop at the end of a shift for example if you're working under OSHA regulations and you wear a helmet you wear steel toe shoes you wear knee pads or other things that are mandated by the government for particular jobs whatever you work you take the hat off, you remove the shoes, and you're back to normal life, so to speak. But the vaccine is obviously omnipresent 24-7. Right. And uh, what's so amazing is these people who've been screaming for years, and we're talking about the March of Life in your earlier segment, right. mm -hmm. they're screaming about bodily integrity, screaming about the right of people to choose to engage in a procedure to actually kill their child. And they say this is, you know, one of the highest, most uh, sacramental rights. for some people. They sacramental, said it. absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like a high mass for some people to uh, uphold this uh, abortion principle. But yet, these same people are the ones that are now mandating and dictating to others that they do something with their bodies. Right. Uh, I, I don't know if there's a uh, adjective to describe that, Teresa, but uh, you. What's so uh, frustrating to me is that over and over again, there are so many double standards with this administration. And what's also shocking, and not shocking because we know where, where he stood for years on this, but who would have thunk that he would be even further to the left of left of left, this administration, than what we saw with the Obama administration? It, it really is astounding. And I don't know how many people listening to this would have read Peggy Noonan's column in the Wall Street Journal earlier, earlier this week. But she talks about the shrill tone that's been taken and the, the response that uh, Senator McConnell had in the Senate, which was... You're talking uh, about Biden's speech on, on, on quote-unquote, voting rights. On voting rights. Another, and, then his, yeah. and then his episode in the Capitol yesterday uh, with uh, 
uh, the members of the Senate, when two members of his own party have said, this is too much, too far, we're not going to cross this line, and yet everyone who opposes is called a bigot. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the standard of review is not do we have a peaceful discussion that we can come out in unity at the end with some uh, degree of differences. Uh, people are labeled and uh, and dismissed if they disagree with this uh, this agenda. And remember, the number one thing that this president called for in his inaugural address was unity. Mm -hmm. Over and over and over again in January, he talked about how we needed to be a unified country. We needed to come together. We've got all these crises, all these concerns. We have international issues. We have domestic issues. And we need to work together. But yet... Uh, now we're in this uh, this moment where the division is being heightened by the person who called for unity. Right, it's and, very, and very pointing tragic. fingers at those with with whom he disagrees, and and all these ad hominem attacks on citizens of the United States, not just people who who are in office, just attacking individuals who basically, even if someone let's say is is gets the vaccine themselves but doesn't believe in mandates, which is what the Catholic Church you know is encouraging the vaccine, but is saying that it's still an individual choice. Those people are evil. Uh, people who disagree on this so-called voting rights package which makes it sound as if there aren't good voting rights laws now well, again, which it's not and again we just need to pray right. for our president we need to pray for those in authority that they will respect the dignity of the human person they will respect the sanctity of human life and they will come to understand that some of the things they're doing in governance are not consistent with the values that they claim to have and uh and yesterday in the in the court decision uh, it's it's important to recognize that even in the uh, second decision, the the Missouri case, which was the case that the upheld the mandate health, yeah. for mm -hmm. health and human, basically, if you're funded, if you're in health care, super simplify, if you're in health care and you receive funding from HHS under the Medicaid or Medicare programs, the court upheld five to four the duty of those health care workers to uh, be imposed with the uh, vaccine mandate but even in that decision if you read clarence thomas's dissent if you read what the court said there's very little authority for the government to even do what the court said they might win to do five to four now another part of this it's important to understand about yesterday with the if you want to call it the losing decision mm -hmm. is this was again on a stay this is an issue whether or not the government will be stopped while the matter is litigated below. This is not a final decision. And when they rule five to four, when Roberts and Kavanaugh shifted their votes from the other decision, mm -hmm. uh, they did not say this is a constitutional order. They did not say the law permits it. They just said, we're not convinced the government will lose. Whereas in the first case, they basically said, the government's going to lose. lose. Right. And so the matter is still below to be litigated. And so all the issues that we're talking about with right of conscience, with constitutional order, with statutory authority, are still going to be litigated fully in the Sixth Circuit. And there's more than 100 different sets of lawsuits. The Alliance Defending Freedom has a number of clients across Catholic, Baptist, other uh, faith lines mm -hmm. uh, representing colleges, schools, individual employers, etc., as well as many of these other organizations that uh, are in the healthcare industry. 
and it'll be interesting to see how this case proceeds. But the, even even the one that people say, well, we lost yesterday, it ain't over till it's over, Teresa. Overall, though, do you see this as, as obviously a positive step? In You mentioned to start out the conversation, and by the way, we're talking with Alan Sears, the founder of the Alliance Defending Freedom Organization. ADFlegal.org is a website. Please check it out. Great work that they're doing to defend conscience rights and religious freedoms around across the country. To me, again, this is a sign that our system works. If you look at the, the Supreme Court justices that were put into place by the previous administration, this process and the brilliance of our founding fathers, as you mentioned, you know, that natural law supersedes it. Still, despite our challenges, our system in terms of working, it, it works. Yeah, if we engage. This right. is the key thing. Engage. You know, if, yeah. it, this is not, it doesn't work when we sit on our hands and right. stand back. And for so many years people of faith basically stood on the sidelines they watched the game being fought by other people and one of the things i always uh, remember my uh, one of my daughters played soccer and when the uh, other team failed to show it was called a forfeit and probably uh, for a period of 30 40 years about we forfeited about 90% of all the cases that related to religious freedom foundational cases for now the rights of conscience and the other issues we're fighting. About 90% of those cases were forfeited by people of faith. No one appeared from various denominations, from churches, from uh, various uh, faith uh, entities. Uh, they were litigated by state officials arguing, and sometimes I'm absolutely convinced that the state official who was sued wasn't particularly interested in winning the case. When you go back and you read some of the uh, uh, the documents that were prepared in the litigation. So are you optimistic right now as we go into the new year, given the decisions that were handed down yesterday and some other things that are happening? What do you think? Well, you know, I'm very optimistic. And, of course, uh, everybody's waiting on the Mississippi decision, right. which mm -hmm. uh, we'll have by the end of June. It was argued. Uh, the, the signs uh, during your oral argument were pretty good. Uh, one of the things that any lawyer who's been in the Supreme Court will tell you is you don't know what they're going to decide until they've decided, and all speculation is exactly that. But this is the first time that we've had this issue before the court. The Mississippi law defined uh, limits on what could be done in taking terminating the life of preborn children, and uh, the court heard a clear in, in my view, a very convincing set of arguments as to why that law should be sustained. And, you know, the constitutional preference is that laws are upheld by the courts, not stricken, if they are in conformity with the Constitution, mm -hmm. with the power and authority of the state. And always, through our history, we've always said that states have the uh, right to define things like the issue of murder, of homicide, of different crimes that relate to uh, harm against individuals, against uh, the taking of human life. And so this is clearly within the power of, of the state from the inception of this country until 1973. Alan, so. I wish we had three hours because there's so many other questions I want to ask you. We definitely will have to have you back on Catholic Connection very, very soon. Alan Sears, everyone, is going to be presenting to us Great tomorrow to morning. God bless you and your work, and thank you for founding the Alliance for Defending Freedom. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Nestled under the warm Florida sun is a university whose name indicates a vocational call. 
Ave Maria, Latin for Hail Mary, recalls the angel Gabriel's announcement to Mary of her future vocation, becoming the mother of God. Enriched by God's grace, Mary freely ascends to this call. This is the model for all students. Come to Ave Maria University, where you'll be empowered to clearly see your vocational call, whatever that call might be. Ave Maria University, your vocation location. Visit AveMaria.edu. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at VisitingAngels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. Remember the time I said on the air, go to confession. And when you're done, go out and have a big ice cream soda. Celebrate. And a man wrote to me, he said, you know, I hadn't gone to confession in 30 years. Do you mind if I went and had a pizza? (laughs) I said, oh, have 20 pizzas. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to our special broadcast from the Oasis of the Seas, our Good News Cruise 2022. We've been charting a joyful course for your marriage. Talk to you on a Monday live from the Motor City. Jeannie Mancini for the March for Life. We'll see you Monday. Ciao. Bon voyage. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Spreading the splendor of truth. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Attention men, are you interested in serving the church as a deacon? The Office of Deacon Formation for the Diocese of Fort Worth will be hosting online information sessions for men and their wives who are interested in the deacon formation program every third Sunday of each month. The next online session will be held January the 16th at 3 o'clock p.m. For more information, contact Deacon Scott France by email at scottfrance at holyredeemeralito.org or visit fwdioc.org. Hi, I'm Piper with Ingress Labs. My family and I are parishioners at St. Philip the Apostle Catholic Church in Louisville and are active in several St. Philip ministries. We are proud new sponsors of KHEH 910 AM. 
Ingress Labs helps businesses develop and maintain their IT systems. We also identify cybersecurity threats to your business. We're at 469-912-0397. Or you can email help at ingresslabs.com. That's help at I-N-G-R-E-S-S labs.com. Ingress Labs, the company with the unusual name. Blessed be God. Blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be His most sacred heart. Blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, Catholic radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.